So hello everybody, I'm sitting here with Adrian Bowden in Seoul Kitchen. It is a Wednesday morning, Seoul Kitchen is now getting ready to prepare food, cook food, bake food that will be served in about an hour and a half or so. Anyway, I am here with Adrian because I wanted to ask him a bit more about Seoul Kitchen, uh, how the current idea emerged and uh, to for him to just tell us about Soul Kitchen. But Adrian, maybe, uh, welcome first and then up front. Um, can you trace for us a little bit how, what your thinking was before you finally said, and this is what I'll do here? <coughs> All right, so we've got a half an hour, sir. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Sabina, again for taking the uh, opportunity to yeah ask questions about what's going on with a lot of these projects and things um, so this uh, place was originally called um, get a cup give a cup um, it was a yogurt place and Saltine got basically asked if we wanted to take it over um, by the people who were running it um, they wanted to move on to different things so we got them to put in a stove, and then we said yes. Um, at the time only because we were looking for a kitchen, and there's been a, a, a wish for many years at Saltane to have a certified kitchen, and we really didn't have one. The, the cafe was a certified kitchen. We didn't have a stove, really. It just had some, some ovens. Anyway, so the uh, we took over GCGC in, um, I think it was like uh, January, February... Let me see, a couple of years ago, <laughs> what is it now, 19, 18, 17, I don't know, something like maybe early 17 or early 16, I can't remember which year it was, uh, I'll think about it, anyway, and so um, that went on for about, um, I would guess, almost a year, uh, uh, or, or during that year, um, as a yogurt store, and I think the issue with the yogurt ultimately was that it was not quite um, clear for everybody to understand what what it was. Was it sweet? Was it savory? What was the deal? And um, apart from that, it was kind of complicated because you'd come in here and you'd need to get that yogurt uh, sort of made for every customer. And you, and, you know, people would say, "Oh, I want a bit of this, one of that." And it sort of took time, so it wasn't really uh, an easy thing for for many people to do. Anyway, so. We then were looking at, okay, so let's explore the fact we have this stove and, and the yogurt isn't quite making sense, so how about we transition to a uh, more of a lunch spot? So we, we sort of did that, and that's when this place then took on the name Soul Kitchen, which I thought was a great name at the time. It was actually come up with by, I think, um, a combination of uh, Emma and Joseph who were sort of really trying to run this place. Anyway... But I thought it was great because I thought, well, you know what? Saltine wants a kitchen. This is it. Let's call it Salt Kitchen. It's kind of, a, kind of a neat name, so I was really into that. Then, I guess about six months to or nine months later, you know, um, you know Joseph decided he wanted to leave and Emma uh, decided to go with him. Obviously, they were together. So... Um, and part of the issue there probably was, well, you know what, we've got a, we had to hire a full-on chef to, to run this place, and, you know, how can you really make money doing that? 
what are we trying to do? There were issues of how to incorporate, you know, um, supporting people, you know, to get jobs and stuff. It was a little bit of a question mark. So it sort of closed in July 2018 and uh, it sort of sat here for maybe, let's see, August, September, October and November and we had hired Larkin as the new food manager for Sultane and she was just getting a grip on all the cafe and I was just sitting there thinking, you know what, there's this place with a kitchen, you know, I could just go in there and do something. So You should say that you really enjoy food and good yeah, food. Yeah, yeah. I get to that. You I, get to that. I, I okay. thought to say that basically I had the whole time as Soul Kitchen and also with the cafe, kind of been an irritant for the people working in those places because I was always trying to tell them what they should do in terms of food because uh, if you know me at all, I'm kind of into food in a way that's almost unhealthy in a sort of not necessarily physical way but maybe in a, an emotional way. And um, I often can annoy people with my food issues. So I, um, I thought, you know what, I'll, I'll get into this and I'll just do it, you know. Because, you know, the thing is, I have dreamt of a few different things in my time, and one of them was always to make Australian-style meat pies. <laughs> and, um, you know, you can't really get them in this country, <clears throat> and I had made them sort of on and off, you know, through the years, um, but I'd never really got the recipe down pat because, you know, if you make them once every six months or a year, it doesn't really work. So I thought, you know what, I can do that, I can see how that goes, I can make vegetarian pies. But anyway, at the same time, uh, we had a, um, a, a something called the Dragon Play going on at Sultane, ready for its 30 year anniversary, and um, a couple of people were joining that who were kind of from outside the community but kind of connected, and that was a guy called Nicholas Sproul. And, his, uh, you know, supporter, uh, Sandra, and her last name is a double-barreled one. I call her Volga, but I don't really know. <laughs> anyway, she was there. She heard that I was... She somehow picked up that I wanted to do this, and she just said, oh, can I do that too? And I'm like, okay, well, I'm, this is not like a job or anything. And she said, oh, no, I'll just help. And I'm like, yeah, okay. So I kind of was a little bit like, that's, yeah, that's not going to happen. So um, around, uh, I don't even know now, was it just before Thanksgiving we started messing around? I came in here and she came and sort of, you know, we decided, oh, you know, you can make soups and I can make these pies and I'll make some bread and we'll just, you know, we'll make some food and see what happens. <laughs> and um, so we did that maybe for one day just really for us to sort of like experience what that was like and then um, you know it kind of suddenly dawned on me that she was basically saying yeah she could come in night, like 10 till like 2 2 days a week and just like fully volunteer her time and I was just like I was somewhat taken aback by that because I haven't experienced too much of that you know, lately, I guess. Um, so, um, so then the other question came like along of like, well, how is this going to work? You know, um, 
Like, are we going to just give this food away? Are we going to sell it? Like, what's, what's the point here? <laughs> um, so I have, uh, for about the last year and a half or so, been sort of slowly but surely starting to get interested in, you know, different kinds of currencies. And, you know, I've been interested in local currency for years and have wanted to work within that field of alternative economics for years. Um, well, I kind of have worked in it, but sort of in a more direct way. So I sort of, weirdly enough, kind of stumbled upon a very easy way to create my own currency around the same time as this was all happening. And I thought, well, this is, this is a good thing. I can just use this thing. And, and that sort of came to me, okay, so I could basically, we could, you know, she can basically volunteer her time and I can basically pay her in this currency that, you know, has got no backing other than that people can just decide that it has a value which is another whole podcast, so I'm not going to go on about that. It will come in the future. Um, and we can get people to contribute ingredients and also get this currency. And basically it would be a way to, in a, in a sense, reflect the energy of people wanting to support and also to receive support from this kitchen. And um, so I thought, well, okay. And so the, the name of this currency would kind of I was thinking I should have called it Phoenix Bill Dollars and then I was like wait a second let's just call it Saltanks <laughs> and I thought and the abbreviation is just SOL and it's called and this place is called Salt Kitchen and so this is the kitchen where these souls are produced and basically it can be you know whatever the, the next big thing um, so yeah that was kind of the beginning just around Thanksgiving and maybe you should ask me another question so that I can have a break for 30 All seconds right. or so. Well, thank you, Adrian. This is... Um, I was wondering whether you could um, go a little deeper into this whole question. So when we, when we started thinking about community arts, Phoenixville, uh, there were ideas around how to have community meals or how to, how to engage with the food scene and Phoenixville and its needs. And I do think that stood a little, that was a bit of a backdrop in your, how you envisioned how Soul Kitchen might work in, into the future. If you wouldn't mind talking a bit more about that deeper value. Um, yeah, I mean, I think when we first opened the cafe, there were a lot of ideas about pay it forward, donations, giving away for the people who need it. And, and there was a lot of that going on. And, you know, but it all seemed to be a little bit, in my opinion at least, unclear exactly how it worked and what were the priorities and what was the process of how it was decided. <clears throat> so there's that. And then, you know, when we started Phoenix, uh, Community Arts Phoenixville, yeah, the, the notion arose that maybe we could have like a, you know, who knows, like they have basically at Solaris, which is in Campbell Hudson, a, like a weekly um, sort of a community uh, meal. Mm. But, um, you know, if you've ever been to Solaris, you will be uh, aware that that's like, yeah. <coughs> They're our rich cousins, let's just put it that way. <laughs> um, they have this amazing kitchen and an amazing building which can, you know, 
can sit like I don't know 50 people you know or somewhere between 20 and 50 people and so you know we could have done that at Community Arts Phoenixville and we still could do it there there was actually during the Soul Kitchen um, time we had a few catering events up there including my 50th birthday so you know we're very close to that space and we can still do that um, but uh, you know I, I guess I realize that you know there's, there's sometimes a, a time for a large and there's a, another time for a sort of small and you know how can you you know if you have a big space that is really you know you can have an empty big space or you can have a small space that feels full with like 10 people in it or, or whatever so you know with Salt Kitchen um, I've suddenly realized that you know we are right next door well I, I, I realized once I sort of like started doing my thing we're right next door to a place called Orion which some of you may have heard of which interestingly enough we've been next to for the whole time we're here and I've been wondering, like, what the heck is this Orion? I mean, I knew more or less kind of what it was about. I knew that Helen Zippelin had something to do with it. I knew that basically, you know, I think um, Beth Barol and Ginny and Bruce knew had had some involvement in it. But it's got this big sign saying, you know, Orion, you know, neighbors helping neighbors. And, and uh, so I was sort of thinking, you know, like, I wonder what exactly we could do with them. So, interestingly enough, I didn't ask them anything. I just started making these pies and Sandra <laughs> making these soups. And then the first people who came were people from Orion. I think that I'm still assuming that Thalia uh, put them onto us. But anyway, they all just came in. So we were, like, taken aback the first day that we were sort of quasi-open that all these people showed up. And... Um, I have to say that, uh, you know, it's become clear to me that this, one of the purposes of Soul Kitchen was to, for Sultane and Orion to slowly develop some kind of relationship because, you know, there is some distant relationship from the past which I think, you know, is getting closer again. You know, I've met now a lot of people through them They've got a lot of connections through the, the county, the borough, the police. Everybody knows Orion, and we're now finding that they're starting to know more about us here in Soul Kitchen and, and Camp Hill Sultan as well. Um, so, you know, I guess I'm, I don't have a particular finished vision. I mm -hmm. do, though, think that we're finding out by the relationships that we're generating... Um, the other group that's really been part of this um, particular development is something called the Phoenixville Area Transition Community, which is a whole other podcast <laughs> probably. Um, but those guys meet on a you know pretty much twice a month, and they're trying to create a community consciousness around being as local as possible and sustainable as possible. And through the connections I've made in that uh, community, um, people have started both eating here, spreading the word about Soul Kitchen, contributing. Um, you know, we we got some knives and forks yesterday from a good a goodwill type place. Uh, um, through that connection, we got a, a little vacuum cleaner. 
Um, you know, we're getting someone, you know, just like randomly donated money to Campbell Sultane um, after he heard about this kitchen. So, you know, who from that group, from, but he got the mail from that group. So that's been another real um, interesting phenomenon for me is to see how these different communities start to connect and, and food is really an op- opportunity for people to do that because otherwise it's just a lot of talking, really. Yeah. Well, thank you for, for that. Maybe um, we can always pick up this conversation some other time. Um, oh, I just had a really good question still. So what I um, appreciate, and like we said earlier, we will do a different conversation on the whole idea and fact by now of a local currency being in its fledgling stage. Um, but through the fact that you can earn this currency either through your time, volunteering your time, or um, donating ingredients, um, that it is actually cashless and uh, therefore ideally serves also a broader group of people that might sometimes be looking for a warm meal. Um, So it's open to all kinds of people. And I just wondered, is that where you're heading with this? Well, I mean, you know, yesterday was the first day that I saw someone. I put up a, a, a piece of paper in one of the glass windows here, which says basically that you can give your sultanes to, you know, Orion or Pax. And there were some people in from Orion yesterday, and somebody, um, not from Orion, but from uh, Sultane actually, got her phone out and just sort of like sent some Sultanes to the Orion account. And I said to the people from Orion, she just paid for your lunch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, so the idea is, if you're someone who has more to give than you need to get, then you can give to, um, you can give what you get from Sultane Soul Kitchen to these other places. So the idea is that at some point in time, you know, we will have a transparency or a consciousness around the people are giving and, and, and people are receiving so that it isn't just, oh, let's just help the needy. It's like, actually, I do something that, you know, gets me involved with a, a bunch of people and I have a, a community now. And, and part of that, through that, I get people to know that I'm actually giving them something and they also feel, you know, grateful to get that. And they can also, like... You know, it's like, but the thing is, you don't have to do it in some big hoopla way. You can literally just get your phone out when you're on a train in Europe and send, you know, five sultanes to Orion and they'll just notice that it came, you know, and if they want to find out, they can see who who sent it, but they don't have to. So, you know, the idea is that this is a way to, you know, distribute resources that is dependent more about relationships and, and, and people with people rather than having to go to your bank and or, you know, whatever and get, you know, a whole story that... There are people on the street who probably just don't actually have dollars, but they have other things that they can do and or give. Or if they can't, they basically can, you know, get into a relationship with people through this who can then maybe help them find a way to give. Because everybody, in my experience, and this is, a, I think, a, a core uh, truth about what Camp Hill is standing for, everybody has something to give. 
Mm. Um, and, and the actual current motto of the Sultanes currency is um, everybody has a need that anybody can meet. That's a good place to end, maybe. Yeah. Thank you, Adrian. Um, I just wanted to add, still, as far as I understand, all the food ingredients are... Organic or local. I would say, I would, I would say rather that we strive very um, hard to have as much as possible organic or local. Um, it isn't... Uh, It isn't, I wouldn't say it's all because sometimes stuff slips in and I just sure. don't want to, you know. I, 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 and I'm also more, I think everybody involved here should be aware that this is more about community building and sometimes that takes priority. And But we are aware that to the extent that you forget about the environment then the community will suffer. So we're really trying to do the right thing there too. Um, so that, that's true. And, and just to explain... There are multiple ways you can contribute to Soul Kitchen. There's someone who takes out the trash every week. I'm very appreciative of that. You know, cooking, cleaning, donating food. Um, also, just bringing in some knives and forks or an old, you know, vacuum cleaner, tables, chairs. And, and, and the thing is, if, if you bring something in here and we don't need it, we have, like, hookups to Pax and Orion who can take your stuff. Um, so, you know... The other thing is we have a little library now, which is donated by the um, Phoenix Valeria Transition Community, and you can basically borrow one of those books. You have to you have to sort of send one saltine when you borrow it, and then when you bring it back, you get one and a half saltines. Oh! To encourage you one to read it, two to bring it back, and three to actually start using the saltines. Mm -hmm. um, and the the last thing we should say, obviously, is that we're open. Hopefully every Tuesday and Wednesday from about 12 till 2. Um, I would like to expand to Monday in the future, and that will be a real um, uh, test of whether this experiment goes well if someone else rather than I. So it might be that we have, I don't know, pastas on Monday and pies on Tuesday and, I don't know, something else on Wednesday. I don't want this to be all about me forever, actually. Um, And the other thing people should know is that sometime in the next few weeks, hopefully, we will be hopefully announcing a partnership with another kitchen who will use our salt kitchen space to um, make food that will be for sale on a normal US dollar basis, um, Thursday, Friday, Saturdays, and even maybe Sundays. And everybody should know that if you actually come in here and buy food from them, you're supporting the Soul Kitchen, Community Kitchen, on Mondays and Tuesdays because those people will be essentially be paying our rent. So if you pay them US dollars, then that's a way to pay the rent, which is also in US dollars. Okay. Maybe last, do you still want to say something about bring your own container? Oh, yeah, yeah. That's the, like, the other thing. We, we inherited a lot of containers uh, that are all com compostable and, and the best kind of containers for soups. But they will be running out sometime in the next, I don't know, maybe three months. There's a lot of them. <laughs> <clears throat> um, and in the meantime, we're looking to encourage people to bring your own containers. You can go across to the eco store across the road and you can get a container um, between $20 and $30. And um, if you bring a container and, and don't use any of the paper 
um, things and you leave, you get 25% off the, the, the meal here. Um, and the guy over at EcoStore, he said if a, lot of, if a lot of people start buying stuff from him and mentioning uh, this place, then he will also be willing to at least sell sort of a, you know, some percentage of every sale to anybody who has Soltanes with the Soltanes currency. So that's another mm -hmm. interesting thing to do. Okay, it's time to stop. Thank you, Adrian. Thank you, Sabina. And uh, let me find the off button. All right, and here we are. Okay, the vision, vision, mission, and values. The association envisions a world where people of diverse backgrounds and abilities find commonality to work towards a positive future for the planet. The mission of the association shall be to cultivate community without borders where people can learn from each other and experience continual growth for the betterment of the world. The association achieves its mission through opportunities for trans transformative lifelong learning and creative endeavor, ecological stewardship, community-based social enterprises. The values of the association are intentional gladness, compassionate interest, acquired enthusiasm. The founding of the association is inspired by anthroposophy in the Campo community. Thank you, Lauren, and welcome, everybody. Uh, we are a very small circle of people here right now. We're still waiting for Alyssa and Patrick. Krista is uh, <laughs> in Florida, lucky her, and uh, probably Mason opted to go home. Uh, I was saying an hour ago it looked um, quite different around here. It was gray and snowy and all of that. Anyway, what we wanted to do today was to... Hmm? Should we say who's here? You can say who's here. Let's say who's here. Danielle. Danielle is here. Daniel's here. Lauren. Adrian. Okay. Sabina, I, I'm here, right? <laughs> Mostly. Danielle is looking at me, for all of you who are not in the room. She's looking at me, looking. Hey, look at me instead. Look at Adrian. <laughs> Sabina skipped my meeting earlier, so she gets oh. this jank eye. Well, this is the peer review thing. And here, and that's probably why Felicity uh, James is ringing. Can we not go there right now? Thank you. <laughs> so what we wanted to do today was um, to hear uh, in a more comprehensive way whatever is um, proposed, thought about, suggested um, around collaborating with either Campbell Academy or Biberan or special school, uh, special schools, whatever. Um, that is, and it seems Danielle and Adrian are um, the closest to that particular conversation. So we wanted to turn to that. I also want to, once Alyssa and Patrick are here, to uh, once more return to the committee chairs and uh, say a few words. I think we should elect present chairs and maybe even absent chairs um, today. but. We talk about that when he's back. Then I have a proposal at the end that we can... Before you leave, Adrian. Danielle, when do you have to go? 4.30. 4.30, okay. Right, so let's start with 
ideas that seem to be hovering. About Beaver Run? Yeah. Canthill School? Yeah. I'm just, I like to just say Canthill. Ideas that hover around Campbell. Should I begin or? <coughs> you should. Um, so I think I think it started basically about uh, I think it was like June two thousand and uh, what is it now nineteen <coughs> seventeen two thousand seventeen June. Chris and I went to Campbell Special School which it was then called, now it's Cantor School. And, uh, I knew we, I messed it up. <laughs> we met with uh, a whole bunch of people down in their basement office, and, uh, at, and, and that was the question. Um, I don't remember how that happened, whether we started or they started, but the bottom line was, um, at that time, we didn't really know what was happening with Cantor Farm, and so um, it was like, do you guys know of any... Thing to do with that and some people moved ultimately in that I think some of them maybe Maggie is still there so there's that, that sort of group <clears throat> um, then last year after it became clear or at least it seemed uh, apparent let's put it that way that it was still a little bit of a question mark what we're actually doing with a lot of our spaces um, I asked for a meeting with their um, management group, I don't know what they call themselves, and maybe the core team or something. And I asked for the sole team management group, which um, was Danielle, me, Kristen, and I asked Rachel also to attend <coughs> a, a, a preliminary, just okay, where are we at conversation with those guys. Um, I think that uh, I personally feel that meeting was very um, positive in the sense that there was uh, a lot of uh, interest on both sides of, of, of what's going on and um, I think that uh, the uh, thing I got from that meeting also was that we here at Sultane are um, a lot more interested in developing the future of Camp Hill um, than perhaps uh, they were aware of. Anyway, uh, so they then left that with, okay, so you need to take it to whatever groups that you need to take it to to see whether there's something to, to do here. Um, and they would um, do that to their groups as well. Um, but I believe that they are sort of, uh, because I think, you know, we're the ones, you know, uh, sort of, in this situation of, of, of making the first move, sort of waiting for us to make the first move back. Um, and that's uh, also based on a conversation I've had with uh, one of those people. That was Klaus um, Rudiger, right, was there, and uh, uh, Guy and... Um, Sonia. Sonia. Um, when was that again? Sorry. December sometime maybe. December twenty first. Right the, the something. It was like the day of the. It was play on the solstice on the day of the play. <coughs> so since then, um, the you know the the boards have heard about this question. Um, this group has heard about this question. Um, 
about uh, how that that Campbell idea came about and what it actually is, cool. potentially, or not. Or and that's just extra sweets for anybody who wants them. You've got the, the, <laughs> the, 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 the cookie things, uh, you can take as many as long because you don't have any, but you have the custard transfer. Listeners, aren't you jealous that you aren't here? <laughs> you could have had cookies <laughs> and tea. And friendly company. Anyway. Anyway. Let's so, go um, on. So, um, the one thing that has sort of occurred since then that I don't want to go into too much detail about because I think it's more something that Rachel is, you know, sort of ruminating around and actually wanting to process with this group, as well as others, um, is the notion that, which is why I keep saying Camp Hill, because I, um, I think there's a, a lot to be said also of exploring in particular how to work with the Camp Hill Academy, which is a regional group. It's, you know, a lot of people, because it came from Beaver Run, think of it as sort of Beaver Run, but it's actually attempt, has attempted a lot to go beyond the, the shell of Beaver Run, and it's you know still sort of in that process. And this could be one other way for it to really kind of be, go beyond that. Um, and that could be something like a fusion of, uh, of some of the traditional Soltane and also modern Soltane um, inclusion and, and educational impulses with. Um, the educational, adult educational um, regional body known as the Campbell Academy. Um, um, there's, a, there's a lot you could unpack about that, and, and maybe after I finish all this, people can ask questions about what that could possibly mean. But let's just say that's one of the things I'm, I'm personally more excited about. Um, but just to say the other options that have been mentioned are Things like, you know, having houses while they're being built over there or renovated over there, uh, move here just until they can move back. Um, that's one, one idea that's happened in the Camp Hills before. Um, another idea is that, you know, some parts or other of this campus could be actually then ultimately um, becoming part of probably their, their high school program. Um, another uh, thing that I don't know whether many people over there know about it, but I've thought a lot about it, uh, is the notion that they're inclusive uh, kindergarten. All right, and here we are. Okay, the vision, vision, mission, and values. The association envisions a world where people of diverse backgrounds and abilities find commonality to work towards a positive future for the planet. The mission of the association shall be to cultivate community without borders where people can learn from each other and experience continual growth for the betterment of the world. The association achieves its mission through opportunities for trans transformative lifelong learning and creative endeavor, ecological stewardship, community-based social enterprises. 
The values of the association are intentional gladness, compassionate interest, acquired enthusiasm. The founding of the association is inspired by anthroposophy in the Camp Hill community. Thank you, Lauren, and welcome, everybody. Uh, we are a very small circle of people here right now. We're still waiting for Alyssa and Patrick. Krista is uh, <laughs> in Florida, lucky her. In Florida, lucky her, and uh, probably Mason opted to go home. Uh, I was saying an hour ago it looked um, quite different around here. It was gray and snowy and all of that. Anyway, what we wanted to do today was to... Hmm? You can say who's here. Let's say who's here. Danielle. Danielle is here. Danielle's here. Lauren. Adrian. Okay. Sabine, I, I'm here, right? <laughs> Mostly. Danielle is looking at me. For all of you who are not in the room, she's looking at me. Looking. Hey, look at me instead. Look at Adrian. <laughs> Sabina skipped my meeting earlier, so she gets this jank eye. This is the peer review thing. And here, and that's probably why Felicity uh, James is ringing. Can we not go there right now? Thank you. <laughs> so what we wanted to do today was um, to hear uh, in a more comprehensive way whatever is um, proposed, thought about, suggested um, around collaborating with either Campbell Academy or Biveran or special school, uh, special schools, whatever. Um, that is, and it seems Danielle and Adrian are um, the closest to that particular conversation. So we wanted to turn to that. I also want to, once Alyssa and Patrick are here, to uh, once more return to the committee chairs and uh, say a few words. I think we should elect present chairs and maybe even absent chairs um, today. But. We talk about that when he's back. Then I have a proposal at the end that we can... Before you leave, Adrian. Danielle, when do you have to go? 4.30. 4.30, okay. Right, so let's start with ideas that seem to be hovering. About Beaver Run? Yeah. Camp Hill School? Yeah. I, just, I like to just say Camp Hill. Ideas that hover around Campbell. Should I begin or? <coughs> you should. Um, so I think I think it started basically about uh, I think it was like June two thousand and uh, what is it now nineteen <coughs> seventeen two thousand seventeen June. Chris and I went to Campbell Special School which it was then called, now it's Campbell School. And, uh, I knew we, I messed it up. <laughs> we met with uh, a whole bunch of people down in their basement office and, uh, at, and, and that was the question. Um, I don't remember how that happened, whether we started or they started, but the bottom line was um, at that time we didn't really know what was happening with Mount Mill Farm. And so um, it was like, do you guys know of any thing to do with that and some people moved ultimately in that I think some of them maybe Maggie is still there so there's that, that sort of group <clears throat> um, 
then last year, after it became clear, or at least it seemed uh, apparent, let's put it that way, that it was still a little bit of a question mark what we're actually doing with a lot of our spaces, um, I asked for a meeting with their um, management group, I don't know what they call themselves, and maybe the core team or something, and I asked for the sole team management group, which um, was Danielle, me, Kristen, and I asked Rachel also to attend <coughs> a, a preliminary, just, okay, where are we at conversation with those guys. Um, I think that uh, I personally feel that meeting was very um, positive in the sense that there was uh, a lot of uh, interest on both sides of, of, of what's going on and um, I think that uh, the uh, thing I got from that meeting also was that we here at Soltane are um, a lot more interested in developing the future of Camp Hill um, than perhaps uh, they were aware of. Anyway, uh, so they then left that with, okay, so you need to take it to whatever groups that you need to take it to to see whether there's something to, to do here. Um, and they would um, do that to their groups as well. Um, but I believe that they are sort of, uh, because I think, you know, we're the ones you know, uh, sort of in this situation of, of, of making the first move, sort of waiting for us to make the first move back. Um, and that's uh, also based on a conversation I've had with uh, one of those people. That was Klaus um, Rudiger, right, was there, and uh, uh, Guy and... Um, Sonia. Sonia. Um, when was that again? Sorry? December sometime, maybe? December that was right 21st. before the, the something. It was like the day of the play. It was play on the solstice, on the day of the play. Yeah. <coughs> so since then, um, the, you know, the, the boards have heard about this question. Um, this group has heard about this question. Um, you know, hello. Hi. Alyssa and Patrick. Everything of AP written on it is for you. Oh, thank you. Everything of DC is for you. I like DC. <laughs> uh, we're just hearing a bit about uh, how that that Campbell idea came about and what it actually is, cool. potentially or not. Or and that's just extra sweets for anybody who wants them. You've got the, 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 co the cookie things, uh, you can take as many as long because you don't have any, but you have the custard transfer. Listeners, aren't you jealous that you aren't here? You could have had cookies <laughs> and tea and friendly company. Anyway, anyway let's so, go on. So, um, the one thing that has sort of occurred since then that I don't want to go into too much detail about because I think it's more something that Rachel is, you know, sort of ruminating around and actually wanting to process with, I think, this group, <coughs> as well as others, um, is the notion that 
which is why I keep saying Camp Hill, because I, um, I think there's a, a lot to be said also of exploring in particular how to work with the Camp Hill Academy, which is a regional group. It's, you know, a lot of people, because it came from Beaver Run, think of it as sort of Beaver Run, but it's actually attempt, has attempted a lot to go beyond the, the shell of Beaver Run, and it's, you know, still sort of in that process, and this could be one other way for it to really kind of be, go beyond that. Um, and that could be something like a fusion of, uh, of some of the traditional Soltane and also modern Soltane um, inclusion and, and educational impulses with um, the educational, adult educational um, regional body known as the Campbell Academy. Um, um, there's, a, there's a lot you could unpack about that and, and maybe after I finish all this people can ask questions about what that could possibly mean. But let's just say that's one of the things I'm, I'm personally more excited about. Um, but just to say the other options that have been mentioned are things like, you know, having houses while they're being built over there or renovated over there, uh, move here just until they can move back. Um, that's one, one idea that's happened in Camp Hills before. Um, another idea is that you know, some parts or other of this campus could be actually then ultimately um, becoming part of probably their, their high school program. Um, another uh, thing that I don't know whether many people over there know about it, but I've thought a lot about it, uh, is the notion that they're inclusive uh, kindergarten, 